Welcome back to another episode of the Fun Size Podcast. Oh my god, you guys. 100 episodes. This feels totally unreal. I remember recording the very first one. Oh my god, I kid you not. I was in my closet in my other house because I heard that doing it in a closet where like you have clothes and stuff keeps the sound from bouncing off the walls and being like echoey. Yeah, so I recorded my first podcast in a closet, you guys. Oh my god. I just remember being like so nervous to share it and just putting it out there and just being so nervous about it. But I'm so glad I did because it's pretty amazing to see how far I've come. I have all this fancy equipment now, so I'm not in a closet. More and more listens every month. And when people DM me questions on Instagram, I have this amazing resource to send them. And I'm pretty damn proud of my own personal growth that has come from just showing up for this podcast. So if you've been listening since the beginning, first off, thank you for your continued support. You mean the world to me. And secondly, I'm sure you and I have grown together and that's pretty damn special. I actually went back and re-listened to episode one before recording this and man, it was painful. Not because the information or the science is wrong, but because I feel like I could say what I mean much better now than I did then. So to celebrate episode 100, I wanted to revisit what makes losing body fat so difficult for petite women and why we should take a slightly different approach to nutrition and fitness as petite women. But first, let me paint you an all too familiar picture. You get super motivated for some goal you have, so you get all set to try the next most popular weight loss trend that's going viral on Instagram. Monday comes along, you eat your salad, you drink your water, you do your workout, you do all the things that you feel are right. You see some progress, but not nearly as much as everyone claims they're seeing. And then after a week or two of little to no difference, you start getting discouraged. Before you know it, you give in to your cravings, you say, fuck it all together, this thing isn't working anyway, might as well enjoy my life, even though you're feeling guilty with almost every bite you take because you still seriously want to achieve that goal, but you just don't fucking know how. I know you because I am you. It took me years to figure out that the thing that made me so different was my height. I mean, obviously, I knew I was short since like the first grade, but I didn't realize that meant that I needed a totally unique approach for nutrition and fitness. So using my background in sports nutrition and what I learned from my own failed experiences, I dove headfirst into the research with wicked determination to find out what does work for me and for women who share my concentrated awesomeness. And that's when it all fucking clicked, and I swear... The stars practically aligned when I applied what I now call the fun size formula. It's not that we have to eat less and exercise more. It's that we have to eat and exercise smarter in a way that aligns with our unique physiology. So if you followed all the typical mainstream programs and approaches only to end up feeling broken and discouraged and wondering what the hell is wrong with you, Now it's time to learn why these things didn't work so well for your petite body and what actually will. And I'll start with a thing that's staring you right in the face. So first, being short means that we have less lean body mass. Lean body mass is basically everything on your body that isn't body fat. So that's 
your bones, your organs, your muscles, and so on. If we take an average taller person and compare them to an average shorter person, that taller person will naturally have bigger bones, bigger organs, more muscle than the short person. The extra lean mass that they have requires more calories to maintain, and the more calories a person eats, the harder the body has to work to process it. So they're eating more to fuel their body and burning more while doing so. So in big fancy terms, this just means that taller people will naturally have a higher basal metabolic rate, also known as your BMR, which is how many calories you burn at rest, which is also your metabolism. But hold up. Luckily, the speed of your metabolism is not directly correlated to your height. There are quite a few more factors that play a role into the speed of your metabolism, such as age, gender, muscle mass, nutrition, sleep, hormones, and the list goes on. Since height is only one of those factors, the good news is you aren't screwed. Your metabolism isn't fucked forever. What I ultimately want you to take away here is that you do have the ability to speed up your metabolism. Unfortunately, you can't control how tall you are, but you can control your metabolism by how you eat, when you eat, how you exercise, when you exercise, sleep, manage stress, all of that stuff. So again, let me just make this clear. The speed of your metabolism is not directly correlated to your height. It's just one factor that unfortunately is not on our side. But if we do our due diligence on the ones that we can control, we can basically hack the system. So the simplest factor to manipulate is to add more lean muscle mass to your petite body by building muscle. Muscle is what makes you appear tighter, curvier, leaner, all those good things. There are actually a ton of advantages to building muscle as a petite woman, but when you're first getting started with weightlifting, it can feel extremely intimidating, more so for petite women than anyone else, simply because it will seem like you can't lift much compared to everyone else at first. I remember getting started and seeing all the older, taller girls squat like 180 pounds and me being like, yeah, right, never in a million years will I be able to do that because this 45 pound bar right now feels like death. But the good news is the body is an adaptation machine. So the longer you stick with it and keep challenging yourself, the more you will be able to safely lift. And before you know it, you'll be busting PRs on the reg. Since we're already here, let me just backtrack on those short girl weightlifting advantages real quick. Here are just three. A, since we're shorter, muscle tends to be way more noticeable on us and it usually shows up faster too. B, we don't have to lift as much as taller people. For example, it doesn't take more than, let's say, 12 to 15 pounds to really build our biceps, but for someone who's just six inches taller, they probably have to lift at least double, if not triple that amount, which also means that petites also have a higher advantage when working out at home with limited equipment because we don't need all the heavy ass weights on the dumbbell rack. And C, while it is necessary to lift heavy to build muscle, we only have to lift heavy relative to our size. So if you haven't already, I invite you to take my super quick, super fun short girl strength quiz. And at the end, you'll get access to view my fun size female strength chart, which will tell you exactly how much you should be lifting per exercise based on your own experience level. So go to funsize.life slash strength quiz to take the quiz and grab the free resource. So while we're here talking about workouts and all that jazz, have you ever felt like you work hard as fuck in the gym only to look down at your smartwatch and see you only burned like 96 calories in the last 30 minutes? 
Well, if you've ever worn a heart rate monitor or a smartwatch during your workouts, you might also have noticed that you burn more calories during your cardio-based high-intensity style workouts than you do on your traditional strength-building workouts. And I want you to know that's okay, because when you're lifting weights as your form of exercise, you're building muscle to increase your calories burned later. You might have also noticed that the treadmill says you burned more than your watch says, or that your taller workout partner who's doing the same exact workout as you has easily burned more calories than you. What the fuck, right? Well, that brings us to the second reason why we need a unique approach. The smaller you are, the less energy you expend. Notice I said smaller and not shorter on this one, and I'll explain this further in a minute. In general, if we take petite women as a whole and taller people as a whole, Petites will typically burn less calories doing the same amount of work as taller people. And that's because petite women as a whole will have less body mass, AKA weight on the scale. However, there are other factors in there that will contribute to the amount of calories burned. Like if we took a group of super muscular petites versus a group of sedentary tall people, we might actually hold our own. I just wanna be very clear that there are always exceptions to the rule and I'm speaking pretty generally right now. Anyway, let me give you an example of a girl named Kate, who is 5'6", 160 pounds, not a petite, and Nicole, who is 5'1", and 120 pounds, who is obviously a petite. If both ladies do the same exact 30-minute workout, Kate might burn 400 calories, but Nicole will burn 297 calories, right? It's like, why can't we even make it to 300? Let me take this one step further to explain the whole smaller thing. Let's say Nicole was also 160 pounds. She might actually burn as much as Kate during the workout, but that means that the more weight Nicole loses, the harder it is to expend calories. So that's why losing those last five to 10 pounds is extremely hard as hell. And and this is true for any person at any height. Like the leaner you get, the harder it is to lose more. But the less lean body mass you have, the less energy you expend, which means the less calories you burn, and if you're already petite and trying to lose body fat, this is a pretty shitty combo. This means that you might see wicked results in the beginning as you're safely losing one to two pounds per week, but as you get closer and closer to your lower scale weight goal, it becomes a half a pound to a pound, which can be extremely discouraging if you're not ready for it. And the closer and closer you get to that lower scale weight goal, the lower that number you can safely lose per week actually becomes. However, with the awareness of this fact alone, that can help prevent any unnecessary disappointment and help you keep going towards your goal because you're like, oh, okay, this is supposed to happen. Too often we compare our journeys to taller people and end up feeling not good enough. Like, Have you ever felt ecstatic about dropping five pounds and then your boyfriend's like, oh, I lost 15. And you're like, well, damn, my progress doesn't sound as good anymore. But you already know that five pounds looks like 15 pounds on a petite. So it's really all relative. And speaking of relativity, let's move on to number three on our list today. You probably could have guessed by now that since petites typically have less lean body mass and we typically expend less energy, less calories, That must mean that we require less food or fuel. And you're correct. It's pretty simple math when you think about it. But the physiology here isn't the actual hard part since the equation is essentially balanced. 
The hard part is the psychological and the social part. I mean, I know you've been in a situation where you're watching your taller friend or partner put away food like there's no tomorrow, and you sit there secretly resenting him or her, which is never good for any relationship. Or you go grab pizza with your girlfriends and you eat the same exact portion size as almost everyone else, but you're the one feeling bloated and everyone else is still looking hot in their crop top and skin-tight dresses. Not cool, my little friends. Not fucking cool. But I digress. So yes, we might require less calories, naturally. But it's only actually slightly less. We are not half as human as they are. We are not toddlers. We are grown-ass, powerful women. So don't be selling yourself too short in the calorie department, especially if you're doing the work in the gym to build muscle. You cannot build from thin air. It's like if you were to send a group of dudes to build a house with no materials. They'd be standing there like idiots. And that's exactly what happens when you do all this exercise, but you don't have the protein and the carbs and the fats to support any muscle growth. So if that's not enough reason to be eating more, let me do you one better. Since we typically require less, even though it's only slightly less, it is literally harder for us to be in the same 500 calorie deficit as someone else. So try this one on for size. Let's say your maintenance is around 1500 calories. It might not be the case for you, but let's just say for the sake of this conversation, 1500. If you were to follow what the mainstream fad diets or online calorie calculators tell you to do, you would cut 500 calories off the second you decide you wanna lose weight. Why 500? Because 500 times seven is 3,500 calories, which is the said number of calories that needs to be burned to lose one pound per week. It's stupid bullshit math, but that's a topic for a whole nother podcast that we're not even gonna get into right now. Anywho, while that 20% decrease might not feel so bad for a taller person who is eating like 2,500 calories normally, the 33% decrease is going to feel absolutely miserable for a petite who's eating 1,500 calories normally because it's legitimately a third of your total intake. But if we were to match those taller people in percentage of calories cut, it would be 320 calories, which in my professional opinion is still a rather large jump for a petite woman, So I feel the percentage should also be smaller because we are smaller. So let's say we do 10%, which in this instance is 160 calories. That sounds less noticeable and more realistic, right? Good. That's exactly as it should. Thing is, we might require less, but that doesn't mean we need to immediately cut a large chunk of our already low calories the moment we decide we want to trim a little body fat. And here's why. The less calories you eat, the less likely your body is to get all the nutrients it requires. Let's just compare apples to apples here. If you, the same person, eats 800 calories a day in a cut phase, by the way, I'm not advising that you do that, I'm simply just bringing this to light because I see it time and time again. So if you were to eat 800 calories in a cut phase, but you normally eat 1600 calories in normal everyday life when you're not actively in a cut or tracking food or anything like that, you're going to be missing so many micro and macro requirements that your body absolutely needs. Which brings us to the fourth reason. There is a hell of a lot less wiggle room as a petite. 
Basically, the less calories you require, the smaller your margin of error is. If we're strictly talking about calories alone, it doesn't take much food for us to fill up and start spilling over. So take this analogy. Think of a standard swimming pool versus a hot tub. If you are under 5'3", you're a hot tub, and everyone else over 5'3", is the swimming pool. If both the pool and the hot tub were empty and we start filling them with the same pressure of water at the same time, the hot tub would overflow first, right? While the standard swimming pool would still have room for more. Like the hot tub, it's pretty damn easy for petite women to quickly fill their bodies with food and get that overflow of fat. Meanwhile, those taller people have so much more room for extra things without it ever showing. So let's take Kate from my last example, who is currently eating 2,600 calories per day. Kate had a very busy day. She didn't eat very much and she was starving when she got to dinner with her man. So they went out, she ended up splitting an appetizer, enjoying an entree, washing it down with a fruity little drink. Doesn't seem like that much food, but all in all, she ate about 3,000 calories, which is only 400 calories over her maintenance. No big deal. Now, if we take Nicole, our petite, whose normal intake is about 1,600 calories a day, give or take, Nicole also had a busy day, found herself in the same exact situation where she also ate 3,000 calories. But wait, that's almost double her intake. So Kate ate one extra meal's worth of calories, but Nicole ate an entire day's worth of extra calories. So that same intake, much different result, simply because of body size, simply because of height. But we all know that nutrition is more than just calories. With a smaller calorie requirement, it's also more difficult to get the right combination of nutrients by chance. I'm talking about macronutrients here, protein, carbs, and fats. Like the odds of those magically happening and aligning on their own is slim to none, unless you did years of work to learn how to intuitively eat first, but that's probably not the case if you're listening to this episode. Being way under on your already low requirement of, let's say, healthy fats could easily throw your hormones out of whack. Or on the flip side, that one generous pour of olive oil on the pan before you saute your healthy veggies or that handful of healthy nuts you grabbed on your way out the door could easily have knocked you out of that 160 calorie deficit and could be the reason you didn't see results last week. What I'm getting at here is that the numbers matter much more, specifically your macronutrient totals. The smaller your calorie window, the more important it is to be closer to your macros. Like if we stop thinking about calories for a hot second and simply just think of a one to five rating scale versus a one to 100 rating scale. Let's say you were rating how stressed you are, starting with the one to five scale. If one week you're at a two with some stress, but the next week you're at a four, that's only a two tick difference, but it's a pretty substantial difference in terms of stress level on that one to five scale. Every tick is a pretty large jump, but on the one to 100 scale, two ticks is hardly noticeable. Like if I said my stress is at 36 one week and I add two ticks, it's only at 38. Not a big difference. So the smaller the scale, the more important those numbers are. So if your goal is weight loss as a petite, 
It's not enough for us to just eat a little healthier, reduce our alcohol intake, or incorporate a light daily walk. While those things might help a taller person lose the first five pounds, they won't help a petite nearly as much, especially one who's been in this game for a while. For us, every fucking little macronutrient gram counts. It matters. It's not enough for us to just be close or just good enough like it is for everyone else. We need to be closer and we need to be more consistent with those numbers to see the results we're looking for. And I hate to say that because sometimes it makes me sound like super anal and like the crazy coach who expects you to be fucking perfect all the time. But it's not that. I don't expect you to be perfect, but my scale of acceptable adherence is going to be smaller than a coach who is working with average sized people. And that's simply because we petites tend to be smaller. So everything's just on a smaller scale, you guys, especially the leaner you are. If you're trying to lose those last five to 10 pounds, it might actually be harder than if you were losing the first, I don't know, 20. And I'm not saying all of this to scare you. That's not my goal here. I'm saying this to be real with you and help you see the reality of the situation. Because the more aware you are, the less likely you are to feel like a victim or like there's something wrong with you because there isn't anything wrong with you. As petite women, we just have to align our fitness and nutrition strategy with our petite physiology. That's the bottom line. The more you learn about your body and accept that this is the way things are, the easier it is to follow a program because you will actually see results that will motivate you to keep going. So here are your petite key takeaways. Your metabolism is not directly correlated to your height. You can actually increase your metabolism through your actions and your habits of eating, lifting weights to build muscle, getting adequate sleep, and managing your stress. Which means you don't have to eat low calories every day for the rest of your life because the more muscle you build, the more calories you can eat and the more calories you will burn. It's a total win-win. There are actually so many short girl advantages when it comes to lifting weight that taller people are extremely jealous of, with the biggest one being that just a little bit of added muscle is so much more noticeable on us. It's not about working harder to burn as much energy that you physically can expend on the elliptical. It's about training smarter by lifting weights to build muscle to burn more calories later. And there is a proven system to ensure that you're getting the right combination of nutrients, especially for your body's slightly lower calorie requirement. It's called counting macros. And that is just one of the very many things I teach my VI petite clients in my one-on-one coaching program, which if you want to find more details on all that's included there, you can check it out at funsize.life coaching. So I leave you with this. When you align your nutrition and fitness strategy with your petite physiology, reaching your goal will become easier, will be less stressful, and will feel less like a shot in the dark. The more you understand why your miniature bod requires a slightly different approach, the easier it will feel to maintain a little bit fierce physique. If you enjoy this episode, take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories, and tag me at funsize.nutrition. But there is so, 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 so much more where this came from. If you're ready to learn more about my petite approach, but you're not quite ready to get one-on-one coaching, I've got a shortcut for you. Understanding your petite body just got easier than ever. With the Fun Size Formula course for women under 5'3 to eat, train, and think like a lean petite machine, go to funsize.life slash formula and enter coupon code under 5'3 for an exclusive podcast discount. 
Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you have any questions about this topic, hit me up on Instagram. Again, that's funsized.nutrition. And as always, I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you.